Hello, this is Jenny Nichols, and this is Local Share Green Action, a podcast where people share their stories about meaningful, planet-friendly work in their local communities. They share their paths of green action and the ways they have applied their own talents, interests, and all types of green projects, jobs, businesses, volunteering, and careers. This episode was shared in one of our local podcast shows. However, we wanted to share this recording with this show because of the great resource that these types of groups are and what a useful way to donate some time to be a group admin, work on community building, and live more sustainably with your local community by fostering a place where materials and help offered is given freely to others in the same area that can make use of this. Today I'm speaking with Casey Shiver and Liz McFarland, who are the organizers of local Buy Nothing groups. Casey Shiver has been a member of Buy Nothing Project's Central Reno group for a couple of years now and started volunteering as an admin in February of 2021. She works full-time for UNR and is currently pursuing her master's degree in higher education administration and spends much of her free time volunteering with local area nonprofits. Her favorite parts of Buy Nothing Project are getting to know her neighbors and seeing the large number of items being reused rather than entering landfills. Liz McFarland has been a member of Buy Nothing Project's Central Group for a few years. She has spent most of her time in the past eight years as the lead volunteer for Project 150 Reno, helping 3,500 homeless, disadvantaged, and displaced high school students with basic needs. She is also on the board of the Giving Group, Thank You, Ma'am, and on the board of Women and Children's Center of the Sierra, and for Altrusa of Reno Sparks. Her favorite part of the project is being able to gift items that others will love and consuming less new products and keeping items out of the landfill. Welcome to the show, ladies. Hello. Thank you. So can you first explain what Buy Nothing Project groups are and what their mission is? Yeah, sure. So Buy Nothing group currently is um, all based on Facebook, but it was started as the Buy Nothing Project by um, two friends that were really trying to focus more on the three R's, the reduce, reuse, recycle, but more specifically the reduced part of that mission. And they came up with this concept for a hyper-local gift economy to kind of help their neighbors rethink consumption and to put a dent on the amount of items that were going into the landfill each year. Um, It actually caught on pretty quickly and they were able to get groups going in now 44 countries um, and then estimated in July um, last month they had about 4.25 million members across the world. Wow that's amazing. Nice. Impressive. Yeah. Um, how did you both come across it? Did you know each other and that's one of you told the other or how did you come across it? We did not know each other. I think we both became members, and I don't remember how I became a member, but, um, and then the current admin for our group uh, kept asking and telling people she was leaving. She had some other things she needed to focus on, and she kept trying to encourage people to become admins, and so Casey and myself were the ones that said, okay, we will learn a little bit more and become admins, and then we met um, through that I don't know if we exchanged any items before we became admins. Sometimes you might 
know people before you know them because they got something from your porch. <laughs> so, but we, we yeah. got closer by becoming admins. Absolutely. And I think I just discovered it by like, I was looking for when I moved to Reno a few years ago, um, I was just looking for more Reno type groups and it came up and I fell in love with the concept. So nice. Nice. So, so I, I know it was from reading a website too, it was saying um, that it's really helping to encourage and grow uh, gift economies. What have you both found to be some of the differences between your groups um, in contrast to maybe some of the other giving um, websites or groups? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll start and then Casey can kind of clean it up. But for me, I've been in a lot of giving groups. Um, those are kind of like bulk and fast and furious and um, high volume, high traffic, and anyone can come from anywhere to get the items. So with buy nothing, you're really giving something to your neighbors um, and it's, you form a lot of friendships. Um, you start to know where people's houses are, um, but um, it, it's sometimes it's a little bit scary with different um, platforms for giving away stuff like who's going to come into who's going to come to your house and um, that sort. You know, sometimes like Craigslist has safe zones for people to donate in that. Yeah, um, I think just on that note, it, it's hyper local, like we were saying. So. It, each group has its own set perimeters. Um, there might be a little leniency here and there on some of the outside groups of our area, um, but it, it just creates that, you know, you know the neighborhood you're in um, and that you're going to. And then also it's not first come first serve, which is what the majority of those other ones are. People just wanna get that stuff out of their house and that's it. Um, the nice thing about the Buy Nothing project is that they give people, they give givers full power. So if they want to give it to the first person, that's fine. Um, and we call those in our group flash gives. So if people will just need to get it off, <laughs> off their porch or whatever, um, they can say that it's a flash give or what we prefer is to try and nurture those relationships and get people to choose in other ways. So, you know, just, I have this item. Can you describe where you're going to use it or how you're going to use it? Or, tell me um, a funny joke and I'll choose my favorite um, tomorrow or whatever. We like to give things some time to what we call summer. So they are in the group for 24 hours or more. So multiple people can see them and then the giver can choose however they want and whoever they want to give it to. Um, another thing that we do is um, it's called a gift of time. So you can request a gift of time so I requested a fun gift of time the other day and I wanted to improve my knife skills. So a really skilled uh, group member came over and she had a lot of experience in restaurants and, and professional training and my knife skills are not as good as hers, but they're really good after her training. Oh, I love that. So it's a little bit almost like a time swap a little, I mean, mm -hmm. swapping, but yeah, yeah that's excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's the gifts of time, gifts of service, all kinds of things. It doesn't have to just be material things, which is nice. So what are some of the other um, forms of service? Like you mentioned, um, somebody kind of um, sharing some knowledge that they have or a skill that they have, what might be some of the things that you've observed as um, forms of service that people have um, given to others? We have one member right now that's trying to um, find a, a place to teach a class on journal making. 
So creating the full covers and paper and binding and all of that um, that she's been into. And then I actually did um, some way earlier this year. I think it was around March or April. Um, Liz actually answered. <laughs> but um, I gave my gift of time helping new gardeners create their gardening spaces. So helping them map everything out, letting them, teaching them whatever they were lacking in knowledge. So um, I do have a little side gardening biz kind of. <laughs> and uh, I just have picked up a lot of skills to do that on helping people you know, plot what areas of their land to use, how much watering they're going to need, um, when to plant things, all of that. So it was just kind of based on that. I chose three members out of like 10 um, that that entered and, and just helped them all get it started. Nice. So that was helpful to me because during the pandemic, we wanted to eat a little bit more at home and not have to go to the grocery store so often. So I started thinking of things like other than tomatoes in northern Nevada. I started thinking of potatoes and um, garlic and things like that. So uh, with Casey's gift of service, I was able to get some more information on that. Nice. So um, what are maybe some ways that um, the groups have impacted both of you and your own lives, maybe with your families and um, other people as well in your life? We, we make a lot of friendships. So I feel like I could say that some people that I've never even seen face to face, like 20, 25 or 30 are my friends. Um, you know, and if they ever did invite me to, I don't know, coffee or something, I would be excited because they're my friends and it's just been through this. So for me, um, nice. I've been able to give away a lot of items. So I gift a lot of items and they're either from my home or um, I do a lot of volunteer work. And so we get things maybe that you don't necessarily need um, for nonprofits, maybe um, shirts with beer messages that I don't want to send to the high schools, but somebody on this group might think that they're quite fun. Um, so it kind of helps to keep things out of the landfill and then the recipients are so excited. Um, some of our members also inspire us to have thoughts like, oh, that person seems to be really digging deep and giving away some really nice items and I should probably let these things go from my childhood that have been stored in the basement for 25 years. So that's kind of my perspective. Absolutely. Lots of, uh, we don't do piggybacking where we take over other people's posts, but sometimes you'll see someone post something and then like three more people make their own giving posts with the same items. They're like, oh yeah, I have one of those too. And there was a need for it. So uh, I use it for a lot of inspiration from that for sure. Um, in our group, we've also created what's called a lending library. So there are certain things that just are sitting around in people's homes that they rarely use. So like, for example, I have a, a knee scooter because my, my husband needs it every now and then for um, one of his feet. And there have been a couple of people now that have needed it because they just needed it before they got into a surgery or something like that. And um, now we have this lending library where we can post things like that, that people can just loan out instead of giving it away fully, you just coordinate with the other members and, and um, get it back later when you set that time. I lent out tubes so that someone could take his uh, girlfriend trucking, uh, tubing on the Truckee River because he had some time off. So um, that's kind of fun too, so that people don't have to go out and find the things, buy expensive things, house expensive things, uh, but they can just borrow. Nice, nice. It really sounds like it would, it would save a lot of materials lot of waste and just buying things that you're only going to use for a few times and 
That's great. So um, what might be something that many people don't realize before they actually get involved in the groups? Uh, they, they probably have some things that they might not think are of value, but they're of high value. Um, this past year and a half, um, mason jars and ball jars were pretty important. So um, a lot of the people in our group, they either can for themselves or they can to help neighbors. Um, so those are important. Um, silly things like disposable flower pots that might typically go away or be single use and tossed. Those are important. So those don't really have a monetary value, but they're big in our group for value. Um, seeds, if you have a sunflowers going to seed or something like that. So even if people don't think they have a lot of things to give away, they typically have a lot of things to give away. Those are actually some of the favorite things that I got were some seeds from a member that I started this year. And um, I also got a kombucha starter, which is not something that you would typically think of. <laughs> but yeah, there's just so many ways that people can give back to their community and, and create those relationships. That it, it's fantastic. It's, it's different again, from those first come first serve groups, because we are truly getting to know our neighbors and, and learning so much about each other. Our group is also actually hosting, um, one of our members is hosting out of her home, a big give event in September where we will, uh, we're currently taking donations for it. Um, donations still have to be, you know, in, in donatable uh, condition. So good condition, not missing any pieces or broken or anything. Um, so that if, things do not go home over the weekend that we're hosting the event, they'll they'll be donated somewhere else. But um, because of the relationships we've made in this group, that's how we're making this event happen. I already have like 10 volunteers that are gonna help run it before and after, and we're really looking forward to it. Nice, so that, will that be just be open to the members of the group or are you opening? Okay. Just the members of our group at the moment. We don't wanna overwhelm that neighborhood too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might cause a little <laughs> flurry. <laughs> Casey, yeah, Casey hit on something um, because we're kind of, I guess, friends and neighbors and we know each other and trust each other. Um, we do full disclosure on what we're gifting. So it might be a stool that appears to be nice, but um, it really needs a little sanding or one of the little caps on the legs fell off. So you might need to find that. But Sometimes in larger groups, you kind of get what you get. Um, but this one, we kind of tell everyone, um, hey, I got this ice maker and it seems to work, but it's a little slow. If you want to tinker with it, you can. If you um, don't, you might want to pass on this one. So we kind of do full disclosure on all of the items that we're gifting. Nice. Yeah, that's, I would think that makes people feel more at ease about, um, yeah, about the group. So are there any major differences in our local groups other than locality? It's kind of softer, gentler, a little bit slower than kind of the high paced, uh, fast paced, because I have been on other groups that are kind of high volume, fast paced. Um, we, because we're a smaller group, we have um, repeat um, givers and receivers. So that's kind of nice too. Um, also, just the proximity of the members is nice because I know that if I really want something, it's probably within three to five minutes of my home. So it's convenient for me to get there and have to spend a lot of gas. Um, but it's it really is kind of like, a, and when we say neighbor, it's not like really neighbor, neighbor, like we're like 
um, most of the inside of like the McCarran loop, like not, not, not the full, but. Um, and west but, of three, uh, 580, yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> for we, our group. Yeah, we could be 10 minutes away, but we still kind of think we're neighbors. Like I don't have to go, ooh, that's in Carson City. I shouldn't have said yes to that. So. And then as far as differences between, um, so we have five buy nothing groups in Reno and Sparks. There's North Valleys, Central Reno, which is where Liz and I admin, West Reno, South Reno, and Sparks and Spanish Spring. We also have a Carson City and a North Tahoe and South Lake Tahoe group. Um, there's not a ton of differences between the groups aside from just maybe admins might add slightly like I know in Carson City you have to put like cross streets near you so people know what neighborhood you're in which makes sense for a city like there's just one group for all of Carson in Reno we all know we're within a certain area we're supposed to all be within a certain area right. that is something that's a little bit different about our group is we do ask for cross streets or landmarks in your neighborhood just so we can make sure you're getting into the right group because people aren't going to want to go all the way up to Spanish Springs if they live in South Reno for an item and vice versa. So. Right. So do you encourage um, people to form additional groups like if their area is maybe a little bit remote from some of the others? Absolutely. And it's um, even easier than when Liz and I came on now. Um, before admins would have to, well, potential admins would have to reach out to the Buy Nothing Project and get a map created and, and all of that and a group created. And then they had to go through a training on a Facebook group. But now that's all done on the Buy Nothing Projects website. So um, we do get people every now and then that are reaching out from like Fallon or Burnley or Gardnerville. Um, and unfortunately, they're not currently groups for that area, but it's very easy to set them up. And I'll tell you right now, if you decide to create a group, um, there are people that want to join. <laughs> so. Nice, nice. Huh. So do you have kind of like a waiting list or you just kind of keep in mind what those those people that reached out to you in the past? So we just let them know that um, how they can, if they want to learn more about how to create their own, they can. Okay. We as admins are not, we're only supposed to be admins in one group. Same for all of our members are only supposed to be in one group. We're in the other groups just to make sure that to help monitor. So we're silently in the other groups, but um all members should only ever be in one and same for admins. We just don't ever want to overwhelm people. Um, and it should be people in the community themselves that are taking action and, and taking over their own group. And how many um, admins do you usually have for each group? Now we're to the point where we have two to three in each group. So Liz and I have three of us um, in ours. There's um, West Reno is just now bringing on, it just depends on the size of the group. Right. South Reno now has three, but one of them's about to leave. We just got some more train for Sparks and North Valleys. So there's at least two now. That's personal preference. Um, I think there should always be two because you never know what's going to happen in someone's life if they have to take a step down. And, and it would be unfortunate for the group to suffer because someone can't, can't do their duties anymore. So that's why we want to have at least two in each group. And so if somebody is interested in being an admin about like how much time are you spending, let's say a day or a week um, on the group to, to do that? I don't know if there's like an actual hour amount or anything like that. I am just casually getting on. <laughs> Personally, um, I split membership with one of our other admins. She takes a few days a week, I take the other four. Um, and I'll just look it over every morning or as things pop up, if I have time. Um, it's just a couple hours a week, I would say max. Liz, do you agree? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, um, I get on um, occasionally as well. My background is knowing um, streets and zip codes and addresses. So if somebody puts in a street um, that is in our area, I can quickly um, do that. So we have a couple of membership questions. One is tell us your street um, and cross street. Um, one is if you're over 21. Um, and another is if you'll, uh, if you're in any other buy nothing groups, and then if you'll abide by the rules. Um, so if someone has all of those answered, I can quickly let them in. And then Casey um, and our other admin, they have some canned um, copied um, tips like, hey, answer those questions or tell us your street and stuff. And so they kind of do that part, but not very long, um, not very long is what I spend. Um, we don't do a lot of, um, I guess, admining or correcting people. Very rarely somebody puts the put something like maybe I'll put up, we'll just say like um, six flower pots. Oh, I want to purchase those. And so we might have to say, oh, remember, it's a give freely. Um, so I don't, we might just have to do a little reminder maybe once a week or something, not very often. Um, we don't do things like kick people out of the group. Um, I don't know, Casey, you want to expound on that at all? It's, it's kind of minimal. <laughs> yeah, um, we're not, at the end of the day, we're volunteer admins. This is not a job. <laughs> we're not getting paid and we're not here to police people. We sometimes will just remove comments if it's, um, you know, we keep seeing repeats of things, if people are offering, offering to pay or um, referring people outside of the group. We actually don't do that as part of our mission. We're trying to source and build that camaraderie in our neighborhood to ourselves as individuals. We're not referring to outside sources unless people can, they can always offer to PM information, but they can never just message or anything like that. Everything's done out in the open so that, again, we can build that camaraderie. I know a lot of things about local nonprofits. So I might PM someone and tell them, oh, you know, the diaper bank is also called this and this is the address, but I'll kind of let the post on the page um, just sit so that someone could receive diapers from their neighbor or something like that. But um, our group members are pretty good. So we don't do a lot of adminning per se. And we have a few group members now that are even comfortable like co commenting to other people like, hey, saw you did this, but we don't do that in this group. And here's why essentially. So we'll post like once a week as an admin like tip kind of thing on average. And that's about it. All right. Well, it sounds very doable and a great way to get to know your neighbors and help support people. So um, is there anything else that you'd like to share as uh, we wrap this up? Yeah, so um, if you're interested in joining a group, you can always go to the www.buynothingproject.org and on there, there's a join section that you can go to. Um, we also do have a local area um, map that you can always go and look up your own neighborhood and there are links to the groups on there. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. That would be great. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for sharing this and just, um, you know, what you're doing in your lives and helping with your neighbors. And it's um, it's an excellent resource for everyone in the area. And um, I think also community building is just um, ultimately the answer to so many ways that we can kind of help each other be more sustainable. So thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for Local Share Green Action. Until next time, let's all use our unique talents and abilities and take meaningful green local action that benefits the planet and people.